Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight. I gotta remember that. <laughs> and Shane. That's my name. I'm playing Alexander, the Bard slash Wizard. And John. What up, sluts? Playing Alunidas, Elven Monk. And Oliver. I am Oliver, and I will be playing Edel Belmont, the Paladin Hellsworn. Alright, so the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, um, let's see what happened. Oliver made a deal with uh, one of the deckhands so he could become a famous bard or singer. And then uh, you guys fought a kraken. Um, There were some casualties. Uh, Smitty, Jubal, and Jimmy uh, were all killed. Um, or not Schmitty. <laughs> yeah, Smitty was the uh, only one, that I guess, that uh, was just a regular dickhead. You had Jubal, who was the navigator, and Jimmy, that was the helmsman. So there's currently some job openings. Can we get a regular Sounds boat? Sounds like a problem for HR, not for us. <laughs> so uh, currently the uh, boat is in some pretty bad shape. Um, the Kraken tentacles had... Uh, and uh, teeth had broken off some boards and you are currently taking on water. So you see uh, Jervis scurrying about the deck and he's like, Jubal, where's Jubal? Oh, that's right, you're dead. <laughs> Smitty, you're Wait the, a minute. Smitty, you're the new navigator. Smitty, oh, I guess he's dead too. Shit outie. Doug, you've been promoted to navigator. Find out where we are and tell Mike the good news that he's been promoted to helmsman. <laughs> And that's when uh, Stormbringer turns around and looks at you guys and says, uh, we're taking on water. Go downstairs and start bailing water and motivate the rest of these louts to, to get us repaired. I'm going to see if I can make a deal with one of them. <laughs> so, How about we help them before we go into this whole pact-making business? Because your pacts are going to drown with you if... <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm going to be multitasking, you see. Alunodas heads down and starts manning the ship's pump. So here's what we're going to do is we're going to do a skill challenge. You're going to need uh-huh. uh, four successes before you get three fails. And you got to tell me what you're doing to uh, help either repair this boat or motivate the crew or do whatever else. So I'm going to need everybody to jump in, roll 20, and roll initiative. I got a 22. Seems good. I got a critical fail. I got a crit- wow, that's nice. So what is this based off? What? Like the check. Oh, initiative. God damn it, man. <laughs> Dude. Whatever skill we want it to be. Hey! Sense. 20. 19, actually. Shut up. Let me, let me have this. Yeah, so here's what's going to happen is you're going to pick a skill or ability that you have. Uh, if you have a spell like, say, Mending or something like that. Um, then you can use that, but it's going to be based off uh, whatever modifier that you use to cast that spell, if it's charisma or intelligence, or you can use arcana. Um, I took mending. Yeah, I took mending as well. So I, I guess I'm going. I guess I'm going first. Uh, it looks that way. You have a twenty-two. I do. Let's try and cast mending on the thing. All right, That's give me an arcana check. Uh, yeah. Can I do a charisma check since it's based off of charisma? You can. Actually, no, Arcana is better. 20. Hey! That's pretty good. Nice. Yep, that's a pass. So you've got one pass and no fails. Easy. Adel, you're up. I guess I'll start 
pumping water with the pump, so I guess that'd be a strength check? Uh, strength or athletics. We're gonna go with athletics since I have a decent bonus in that. It's a 14. That passes. Yeah. Alright, All right. so now we've got two successes and zero fails. Juliet, you're up. Alright, Juliet's gonna similarly use mending, and that's an arcana check, correct? That's correct. A 13, what want? That is going to fail. So now we've got two successes and one fail. So how many do you need to succeed? You need four successes before you get three fails. Alright, so we're halfway there. Yep, and next up is Lunadas. Alright, uh, Ludodas doesn't know much about boats or ships or things like that, but he does know how to stay out of the way. He is going to use acrobatics to try and maneuver about the hold, getting materials to people who know what they're doing as quickly as possible. That's a 17. And that is a success, so now you've got three successes and one fail. Next up is Alexander. Boo. I'm mending it. Mm, 14. Exciting. You're, you're casting uh, Mending again? Yeah. I'm going to have to give you a negative two penalty for that for uh, using the same um, skill twice. Wow. What? Ruthless. Don't be boring. Bad for business. Wait for the, wait for the warning. DM. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you choose something else. Appreciate it. There's like, there's been no heads up of this <laughs> until this exact moment. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. I've warned you of that yeah, before. Yeah, it was yeah, all the way back with our first skill challenge. <laughs> that was a long time ago. It was a very long time ago. Uh, what do I got? I don't know. Love? You could use your persuasion or intimidate to uh, get the deck Yell hands the motivated. Water. <laughs> intimidate the water to leave. Yeah, get out of here, water! I do have a plus eight to intimidation. That's a lot of intimidation. It is. Uh, Shane can run his mouth, but he can't really get out of a fight. <laughs> That's his whole character. <laughs> what skills do we got here that actually help? Perception, persuasion, religion. Just yell at the crew. That, yell that's at always the crew, nice. Man. Make him do but yelling fun. at the crew doesn't help anything. Like, it's not going to make them work faster than they are whenever they're working as fast as they can to not drown. Okay, okay, so you're a Marine, and you've never had any drill sergeant <laughs> yell at you to motivate you to get over a wall or climb a rope or some bullshit. <laughs> but these people are literally going to die if this ship doesn't, if this ship doesn't, like, So they're save. panicking. Get them in yeah. line. Smack them around. I'm gonna yell at the crew to start, actually, like, start working together and not panic. Bah. That's not the right one. <laughs> That's the right nice. one. That'd be hey. funny if you could lie to them about yelling to them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, no. them to work together. All right, so that's a seventeen uh, that is going to pass. So you guys have your four successes. So you are able to work with the crew and work on the ship to help Bellwater and to mm -hmm. uh, stem the tide, as it were, for a little bit. Stormbringer comes down and uh, he grabs uh, Mike and Doug and, and tells you uh, you guys to come up above decks. Stormbringer says to, uh, to Doug, he says, uh, have you figured out where we are? And Doug, uh, he goes and gets some maps and some, some charts and lays them out, you know, starts doing some calculations. At this point, it's almost morning, but you can still see some stars. Doug starts looking at the stars and looking at the map and Doug says, we're, we're way off course. We're, we're south of the Grass Isle, where we should be north. It's probably why we ran into the Kraken. So Stormbringer says, uh, we can't make it to Karn Lee with the damage we've taken. So the closest land's Grass Isle. I guess we can land there and make some repairs. We'll need to get some wood and tar. Stormbringer looks at uh, Doug and says, uh, how far away do you think we are? And Doug says, uh, we're probably less than uh, half a day. So Stormbringer turns around and looks at you guys and says, um, the locals there have a reputation for not being that friendly, but they'll trade with us. You guys will need to go to shore and find what we need. I'd send some of my crew, but we need them bailing water here and making some repairs. We're going to need about 10 gallons of tar and 100 feet of one-foot timber. You guys uh, probably help uh, throughout you know, the next six hours or so bailing water as the uh, sea witch limps to uh, this island called the uh, Grass Isle. Let me uh, bring up the map real quick. So if we get eaten, 
I'm gonna be so upset. I'm gonna be pretty happy. All right, can everybody see the map? Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. I can see it. Okay, so where I'm pinging right now is where you guys should have uh, should have gone, which is north of the Grass Isle. Uh, but you guys ended up being down here between the Grass Isle and uh, Sharhold. Ooh. Uh, for the people at home, this is uh, the peninsula in the middle of the, the map. There's a smaller island uh, that is the Grass Isle uh, that is between the lower uh, mid-peninsula of the continent and the larger island of Sharhold. Man, take a wrong turn, get attacked by a Kraken. We must have taken a wrong turn, get Albuquerque. I scorn his been Albuquerque. Oh man, Jubal was a good guy. Jubal was a good guy. He was a hell of a cook, too. Who's Jubal? Jubal was the navigator that uh, got smashed and swept off the boat. You big Google gobble. <laughs> All you have to do is follow the coast. How hard is that? It's really not that hard. That's what he gets for being a bad navigator. He had it coming to him. About six hours later, you guys uh, find yourself uh, at the shores of uh, the Grass Isle. And at this point, it's probably about uh, 11 a.m. The sun is high in the sky. Some of the deckhands start pulling off some uh, some of the uh, the rowboats off the uh, the side of the ship. Um, you're going to go pretty close into shore, but you can't run the the sea witch up on the beach. Mm. So storm uh, stormbringer uh, gathers you together and says, uh, "All right, you shit goblins, let me give you some background so you know what you're walking into." The Grass Isle is a tribal community of half-orcs. They can be some real assholes some of the time. They leave people alone and they expect to be left alone. Honestly, I respect that. You will probably have to parlay with the chief and get him to see things your way. Last I heard, their leader's name is Josh. I can tell ye this. Be respectful or ye might not leave. They place a great deal of value and honor and respect. This isn't a place for pretty words or slights. After hearing Richard's song, that may be a problem for ye name-calling docky brains. Keep that shit in check, ye pretty mouth fuckboys. What? At <laughs> <laughs> that point, um, he's going to direct you to the boats unless uh, there is anything that you uh, want to say to him or if you guys got any questions. Uh, can I roll a wisdom check to see if I can know if... Uh see if I know any, like, board customs or anything like that. Uh, that would probably be more of a his, uh, history check than wisdom. But yeah, history you can check? It. 14. Okay, with a 14, you really don't, you probably know a little bit less than Stormbringer uh, does. You do know that you know, the Grass Isle is populated by uh, all these clans of uh, half-orcs. They can be kind of prickly. They're not incredibly unfriendly, but they can be assholes if, uh, you know, you step up in uh, their property and start causing a ruckus. Right. Hey, Stormbringer. Hi. Uh, anything I shouldn't do to these guys? Any, like, customs or anything I should be aware of? Like I said, just be respectful. So is there, like, is there, like, a specific way that they expect people to be respectful? Or is it just, like, a person, like, a regular kind of thing? I don't know. How would you talk to your right. mom? It's reasonable. Damn. Well, that is probably the simplest way to put it. I mean, would you start throwing disrespect at your mom? <laughs> well, I guess uh, Alexander would just because he doesn't like his parents or he was an orphan. But he probably gets that, you know, people do love their mothers. Or maybe he doesn't. What about Adel? What about Adel? Yeah. Adel. He's literally a bastard. Yeah, Adel had a rough time. He's a half, he's a, he's a half elf. So, or not elf, dwarf. He had a rough time. So, what are you guys doing? Are you guys getting on the boats and headed to shore? Let's just hop on the boat, man. Yep, let's boat it up. Step oh, on yeah, the boat, baby. Alright, so uh, you guys load up, uh, they lower the boats down and you guys load up in them. If everybody could just be as careful as possible, don't draw your weapons, don't go and yell at them or scream at them or anything that would be hostile. If you see one, feel free to come back to the party and... We'll see what we can do to sort things out. Yeah, should be easy enough. And should we get into battle, I assume that because there's honor at stake, we might be able to do a trial by combat, if you will. Uh, Alexander, <laughs> I'd like you to be uh, the lead here. You seem to be one of the more successfully talkative people. 
Uh, I try. lead us in that sense. But don't say just it'll be fine. Yeah. And Gwendolyn, <laughs> if you could, if you could go and see what you can find in nature, maybe we can find a tar pit or enough trees to cut down for all the lumber. Lunadas, things get go wrong. I, I want you to be there and just for at least a few moments hold them off until myself and Edel can Edel Edel can come in there and back you up. Sound good? Yes. Easy. So I guess I'm NPCing Gwendolyn at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she had terminal scurvy. Terminal scurvy. Oh, Gwendolyn's gone? Oh, do I have this written down wrong then? Well, Caleb isn't playing with us anymore, remember? (laughs) Right, okay. You guys row for probably about 30 minutes and uh, you're getting close to shore. Everybody give me a perception check. I'm perceiving... What are you perceiving, though, Shane? I don't know. That's not, my, not my part to say. 22. Seven. <laughs> you said everyone, right? I believe? Yes. Okay. Let me. Where is perception? Here we go. I got a 12. Shane is the only one that notices uh, that there's a group of probably about 10 kids on the beach as uh, you guys are getting closer. Hey, guys, there's kids on the beach. Let's eat them. <laughs> See, now that's Thank the you. kind of thing that you probably going to get you in trouble. I know. I'm, a, I'm not going to glare. I glare at all of It was. It's only a joke. And <laughs> you glare for me on a like on a, on the phone. That's kind of weird. <laughs> so as you uh, guys get closer, uh, you make it to the beach, and Shane notices, uh, or Alexander notices that uh, this group of kids. Uh, are uh, staring at them and as they uh, make sure all of them except for one takes off running to the uh, scrub brushes that's interesting so uh, as as you pull up there's that one uh, small kid and uh, he's waving at you I wave back he waves he waves waves back harder is he like (laughs) waving to get our attention or like is it look like just a like a hay wave it's like he's saying hi Oh. Uh, I started walking over to him. Just to clarify, our ship's out of commission, right? It's just chilling out there? Yeah, so basically it's anchored offshore, and uh, okay. you guys rode up, and um, they're still bailing water, trying to, to make what repairs they can with uh, what material that they have. Okay, that's easy enough. Uh, I started walking over to the kid. I okay. met, I motioned for everyone else to follow. I'll follow. And, and I motioned to Oliver to shut up and not hey, say anything. I- Hey, I'm gonna be a sweet little boy. I don't I don't like the thought of being butchered by a big group of half works. It's not what my life is right now. I disagree, Shane. I think it's exactly where you're at right now. You walk up to the kid and the kid says, Hi, I'm Buglu, but everybody calls me Bug. You look funny. What's your name? I'm Edel. Alexander. How are you? I'm Bug. Bug? Yeah, bug. Okay. Uh, what are you doing over here? I was just picking up shells when I saw you guys come. Would it be possible for you to bring us here? Is there is your village nearby or something like that? Yeah, it's it's a short ways away. Give me a uh, perception check. Perception check. Perception. Um, I got a 10. 17. I have a passive of 14. Oliver and... Uh, Shane are both going to hear uh, these other kids that were with him in the uh, the scrub rush at the end of the beach, and you can hear them uh, calling out for Bug to run. Okay. I am going to place down my sword and weapons on the ground, and then just crouch and, like, sit Why? there. Why? Because I feel like this is this might you're, go somewhere. That's the dumbest thing. So you're literally just pulling out your weapon and just sitting on the ground and then sitting? No, I'm laying it down on the ground to present and like sitting to present like that show that I am surrendering pretty much. To a group of kids. I Well, he's yelling to run. I think somebody else is coming. But we can talk to him. Like, what do you mean? I don't know, man. I'm just being cautious, all right? Jeez. You're being... <laughs> Just, just forget it. Just keep going. Keep going. Shane, you're, you're getting a little hung up on this. I am. It's like, what do we, what do, we do if they actually start attacking us? Well, we'll discuss, it, discuss it after, guys. Yeah. Can you bring us to the 
Hey, Bug, can you bring us to the village real quick? After uh, you say that, uh, one of the uh, older kids pops up out of the uh, the brush and starts walking toward you. He says to the uh, the child that you've been talking to, uh, he says, get back to the village, Bug. And Bug says, but they don't look dangerous, Kles. Look how small they are. <laughs> and uh, the other kid says, yes, they're small, but they're strangers. And he turns to you and says, and all of you don't try anything. The other kids went to get the elders. If you hurt us, they'll kill you in terrible, terrible waves. I've seen it. I mean no harm. I mean, we're, we're just trying to get some supplies. We're not trying to do any harm. Our ship is, is collapsing as we speak. We need supplies. We are willing to pay. He says, well, we'll let the elders figure that out. And about that okay. time, uh, you see about five of the largest half-orcs you've ever seen come swaggering over the bridge and onto the beach. They're all carrying these wicked-looking battle axes, but for now, they're strapped to their belts. And the older half-orc child takes off running towards them, and they stop about 50 yards away as the child says something very animated to them. And uh, he turns around, he's pointing in your direction. The largest of the half-orcs nods and then pats the child on the head, and the kid moves the kid behind him, like, you know, grabs all of his, like, head and does, like, the mom thing. It's like, get behind me, kid. And uh, they begin walking toward you. I'm still doing that, uh, that thing to where I present my sword and weapons on the ground and just wait, like, sitting on my knees. That half-orc and the rest of the group uh, walk up to you and stop about 10 feet away and... He crosses his hands in front of his chest in some sort of gesture and says, Well met, travelers. Forgive the young ones. They could be a bit excitable when strangers come around as we get so few. That and some of the people that come to our shores aren't so friendly, so we can be a bit guarded. But where is my honor? I'm Jara of the Bent Tree Clan. Who might be you and your purpose here? I am Edel Belmont, the Hellsworn Paladin. It's pleased to meet your acquaintance, sir. And he looks at the rest of you. Lunodas introduces himself. I am a Lunodas, a monk. And he looks at Juliet. Oh, yes. Where are my manners? I'm Juliet, the uh, leader of this fair party. Pleasure to meet you, even though you don't see a lot of us. Now that we're met, what's your purpose here? So we got a ship on the right over there. So it got hit by a Kraken. Kind of unfortunate. We're trying to get some supplies to fix it up so we can be on our way. Uh, if you have any supply, we're looking for timber and tar. We're willing to pay for any if you have it. So Jara says, we have what you need, but it's not my place to make trade. You will need to meet with our chief to make trade. That's reasonable. I can do that. Jara says, come with me, and you might want to pick up your sword. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> the lions are bad this time of year. Ooh. Got it. Thanks. Chara motions for you uh, to follow him, and you notice the uh, the four other half-orcs hang behind him and wait for you to pass, and then fall in behind you. So you... Uh, does lean staff a little bit more than is absolutely necessary. Just to pretend. It's not a weapon. It's a walking staff. Oh, okay. Give me a deception check. What? <laughs> he's trying to get he's trying to get tricksy when he shouldn't. <laughs> what's, what's he trying to do? He's trying to pretend like his, his quarterstaff is a walking stick. Oh, 11. Yeah, they're buying that. Totally pulling again. You walk for probably about uh, 20 minutes or so as you come to the village. You can see it's a fairly large size. You think there's probably maybe five or six hundred uh, half orcs that live here. You look around and you see most of the structures are made of these uh, animal skin yurts. There's a bunch of carts and oxen, and there's a large well at the uh, the center of this village. And as uh, you walk through, you notice uh, the half orcs stop and stare at you. Um, you don't even need a perception check; they're they're not hiding it at all. <laughs> that uh, they're staring you down. Give me a perception check. Nine. I have a passive of thirteen. Wow! So it looks like everybody rolled their passive. <laughs> yep. I haven't rolled yet, so allow me. That is an eleven. Nice. Yeah. So, so I rolled up. Above my passive. So did Illuminates. <laughs> Just barely. <laughs> With that 14, you're going to be able to tell that uh, you don't see like any sort of like ill intent behind it. They're, uh, they're just staring at you because you're strangers and they rarely see you. As you walk, you, uh, you see a, a yurt that's much larger than the, uh, the others towards the uh, center of the village. Jara appears to be leading you toward that. You get there, he stops and turns to you and says, uh, Welcome to Grassland. Wait here so I can advise the chief of your coming. 
and then uh, he uh, disappears into the yurt for a few minutes. So while he's in there, you notice the uh, the four orcs behind you have been joined by about five or six others, and uh, you're probably about you know 15, 20 feet away. They're just standing there staring at you. They're not making any any moves to uh, toward you or anything like that. But it's uh, yeah, you're you're strangers and they're just staring. Strangers in a strange land. But you also got the feeling that, you know, they're kind of waiting for something to, to go down to. I say hello. Yeah. I mean, the best bounce. Same. And uh, all of them nod toward you. All right. Uh, I approach and sit down cautiously. All right. So about the uh, the time that you sit down, uh, Jara comes back out, uh, motions for you uh, to go inside the yurt. I follow. Same. Yep, let's go. So there's none of us. So as you enter the yurt, uh, you can see that the the floors are car- carpeted, and there's some oil lamps lighting the interior. You know, even though it is noon, there's uh, not a lot of light getting in. There appears to be about four half-orc guards and a much larger half-orc. Uh, he's sitting on a large wooden stump covered with animal skins in the center. Uh, you think that's probably their leader? Uh, he appears to be in his middle years with long black hair, and but what you notice most uh, about him is uh, he's not wearing a, a shirt, and uh, his body's just covered in all these scars. And you notice that uh, he's just huge. He's about seven feet tall, and he's mostly muscles. And uh, he uh, says, uh, I am Grum Redhead, leader of the United Clans of Grass Isle. What are your names and business here? I cross my arms and say that my name is Alexander here for trade and then he waits for the rest of you to introduce yourselves and i'm assuming you all introduce yourself mm-hmm. yep i am edel belmont the hellsworn paladin hello it is pleased to make your acquaintance and then i bow and he looks at you and says hellsworn correct huh and he just kind of like dismisses you like that's right. probably not something to be like throwing out an idle conversation that you're a hellsworn paladin <laughs> yeah i mean it just pretty much means i'm chill no it means that you're <laughs> It means that you're trying to. What's what's your purpose? My purpose? Buy souls contract. <laughs> Pretty much. Hellsworn is a very strong word. Yeah, right. Whatever. I'm uh, more of a contractor than anything. Right, but that's also probably still something that you don't want to throw out in polite conversation with people that you've just met. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm a contractor for hell. I mean, come on. <laughs> Well, fortunately for you that uh, most of these, uh, they're, they're chaotic neutral or neutral. Yeah. They just don't care. Thought so. See? So he says, trade, what kind of trade? Uh, our ship on the coast is in pretty dire straits, I would say. Uh, and we need lumber and tar to help repair it so that we can be on our way. We're willing to pay any amount they'd like. Not necessarily any amount, but we'd like to bargain for it. That's most unfortunate. How did your ship become in such a state? Yeah, the navigator made a mistake, and instead of going above the grass isle, we went below and got attacked by a kraken. We were able to repel it off, but now we're stuck here on the coast. So you say kraken, and his eyes go wide. He says, I would hear of that glorious battle. Are you a bard? I am. I would hear any tell you have to tell as we have little news here. We have an unfounded reputation for savagery instilled by ages of racism. (laughs) That and we have little to trade, so we get few visitors here. We have nothing to fight for unless grass and lions have somehow become as valuable as gold. And we don't get involved in the wars and politics here. We've minded our own business and lived in peace ever since Borsh Bonebreaker's clan moved here after the Troubles. So, anybody want to give me a history check? I'll have Hell one. yeah. Hold on. Uh, who who has actually read the uh, book with the uh, the clues to the uh, artifacts? I haven't uh, read them. I haven't read it either. I know I've read them. I think them. we browsed through it. I don't know if anybody... I think Juliet might have <laughs> made a study of it. <laughs> uh, I rolled a five on my history. Follow I got a six. Time. Step aside, peasants. <laughs> Not the brightest of the bunch. Let me see how to roll. There All we right. go. Nat twenty. Holy shit! <laughs> wow. Right. Just like in real life, I'm a terrible history buff. Juliet would know that Borsh Bonebreaker was the uh, half orc wizard from Mount Sunder, who was one of the saviors. 
who uh, created the uh, the hero's girdle. So basically, he's just told you that his clan, after uh, the trouble with Ruin, moved to the Grass Isle. I asked him why there's so many lions here. Really? That's the question you want to ask after this? Never got mind. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't mind. know anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Really, that's the only one that knows anything about it. Yeah. And I'm going to to say something as soon as everybody's done talking. Okay. Yes, no, maybe so. Okay. So, uh, excuse me for a moment. <laughs> Did you say a uh, bone breaker? Yes, after like, uh, his death, his clan and three others, the Bent Tree, Red Hand, and Ash Eaters, decided to leave Mount Sunder and find a new place to settle. The tale says they wandered for a great while and came to this island after a couple of generations. They just wanted to live in peace, and since this island was unpopulated by the greater races and because of the large lion population, we decided to carve out a, a home of their own in the open fields here. Granted, there isn't much here, but we live a good, honest life, free of the entanglements of the old world. I have the honor of being the first clan's chief that is not a bone breaker. I guess the lion has grown weak. Oh, yes, that must be completely true. I haven't heard of him in some time. Uh, but you said you wandered here with a whole bunch of other clans, is that correct? And unified them? My great-great-great-great-grandfathers migrated here some many, many, many generations ago. Wow. And if I may impose, did they bring anything with them? Anything that might be taboo or unreliable or, you know, just plain freaky? <laughs> I know how sometimes magic is just, well, silly. The only thing that I can think of is Bonebreaker's family sword. Oh, great. Oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. It's here? Like on this island? Yes, it's been passed down from generation to generation to the eldest son. Wow, that's... This is gonna go that's, well. All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, you're not of his line, correct? I, do you have it, or does another relative of his have it? <laughs> the old chief's son has it. He was too much of a coward to fight me after I took over the as chief. A lot cool. of good that sword did him. Alexander... Julia's going to whisper. We need that sword. It's one of the items. Is it? Can you convince him to, you know, give it up or at least tell us where it is? Actually, it's not one of the items. It is one of the items to me. No, it's a belt. It's one of the items that the uh, orc guy made. So, so uh, I'm going to need, uh, if you're saying that, Juliet, I'm going to need you to give me a deception check against a wisdom save. Oh. I guess the looted us. This is going to go well. Okay. Oh, 15. So if it meets, it beats. Mmm, delicious. So I'm deceived? Oh, no, hold on. Uh, Yeah, Shane's deceived, but a looted us isn't. Oh, great. (sighs) So how do you want to deal with that? Uh, I'm deceived. I don't know nothing. I didn't (laughs) know that... uh... Uh, Juliet was trying to deceive. I thought it was just a... What mistake. a leader. <laughs> <laughs> Lies to the whole party to get what she wants. Sounds about right. It's a long sword, isn't it? Yeah. Or it's probably a great sword since it's in the hands of these half-orcs, but... I don't know. Still, That's right. Lunadas doesn't care too much. He just sort of shrugs and says, whatever. The sword is a nice thing to have. If you don't like using your fists. <laughs> yeah. uh, Do you say that in character? Uh, <laughs> yes, but quietly. Quietly. A whisper. Under his breath. So uh, you say <laughs> that, and uh, he uh, uh, picks it up, and he starts laughing, and he's like, I like this man. <laughs> Why use a sword when you can use your fists? Uh, Aluda smiles and nods. Strength. <laughs> Strength. 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 Not. <laughs> Breaks his neck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are the. What would you like for the timber and tar that we request? Grom says, Let's not talk trade as the sun is getting low. The lions will be prowling and it's almost time for our evening meal. We will have a deer and boar roasted, and it is more than enough for everyone. I would have your bard tell us tales and perform this night. It will be most memorable for us all. 
We also have a strong drink we call Skull Splitter made from the sugar grasses. Don't worry, your skull may feel a little split tomorrow if you have too much. That may we join uh, in addition to my performance? Absolutely, you were just invited. Thanks. <laughs> He's like, I just said that. <laughs> he did just say it though. I have to make it apparent. So should we just fast forward? Yeah, unless you uh, you want to walk around the village, you get the the feeling that uh, you're welcome here. Cool. I would like to. I asked the uh, the leader if he happen if he happens to know where the sun resides. If I could talk to him. The son the of the in, old yeah, clan son. chief? Yeah. The one with the sword. He says, we'll talk of this later when we have a few drinks. I go ahead and cross my arms and take my leave. What is it with you and crossing your arm? That's what the orc did to us whenever he saw us. It's a sign of respect. Are you sure? I believe so. That's the context that I saw it in. And no one's it's a sign that me. you're emotionally closed. But- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it seems the context in which it's used and meeting for a while. Uh, mirroring is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, you guys are just saying hi. I'm like trying to imitate their customs and courtesies. <laughs> you know, the the night uh, wears on and they have their feast and you guys get full of uh, of uh, deer and boar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try some of this drink. All right. Uh, give me a constitution check. All right. <laughs> Uh, 11. All right. So, uh, you're not like tore down, but, uh, you're, you're definitely getting a, a, a pretty stout buzz. Everybody in the club <laughs> getting tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> you want to turn this uh, tribe up. Yeah. <laughs> turn down for what? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go and start performing, playing my flute. So it, it's very rare that they they get bards on this island. So like everybody is like gathered around, and it's like all eyes on you. <laughs> Dope. So uh, uh, tell me tell me a little bit about uh, what you're uh, performing. American Plan. girl. <laughs> Beverly Hills. Not but, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just gonna go along with whatever. Feels good. Uh, I'm not a big performer type. I, I would assume that my bar. Yeah, I understand that, but like me myself, I don't have context. You know what I mean? Yes. So I would assume that my bard predecessor man is uh, able to know a good amount of pieces. So uh, give me a performance check, and if you're using your flute, add a plus two. Yeah. So 25. Wow. So uh, you you have like got every ear and eye on you in this village, and they are just eating it up. You know, after your your performance, you know, the chief comes up and he's giving you like this big like thudding applaud, and then uh, he's like, "I would hear the tell of the kraken." You got like, it, chief. Uh, I'm going. Tell him about how I was like literally face to face with it. That'd be cool. So would that have been that performance check, or would it be like this? Would be a separate one separate one uh because i rolled a second performance check i was wondering if it if uh telling him about it would be a performance or not uh it would but the, i mean the information you know would still be there it's just you know how well you're doing the voices and you know making it believable and you know pulling out the the drama of the the battle um would we also do like a persuasion persuasion check to have him believe me um are are you telling any lies or embellishing uh, yeah, I'm making slight embellishments to make ourselves <laughs> look better. Great. I guess it's cracking. I think that would be a deception check. Deception? Oh. Christ! What is, oh, is that a like, one? No, it's a four with a plus eight. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wish I had. So they can tell that, you know, you're embellishing it, but, you know, of course you're a bard and that's kind of expected. <laughs> <laughs> so as uh, Shane is telling his tales and singing his songs uh the chief is going to find uh juliet and uh he's going to come up to you and say well met dragonborn likewise chieftain so how did you come about this your travels this what just coming to be here yes 
Well, it's quite the story. Um, I'm sure our friend Alexander would be able to explain it in more detail. But the long and short of it is that we used to be guards for a city. And this city was very urban, very almost barbaric in its own strange urban way. But uh, we were given some tasks to complete, which we kind of chafed at having to do, you know menial tasks, going to find people, tracking invisible assassins, you know. And so the com complexities kind of dissuaded us, made us a little less trusting of things because of how ridiculous they were. So we went about and found these quote-unquote invisible assassins, and they're seeking all sorts of magical items. But more importantly, they give us a, a large swath of freedom so we can search for these particular items as we will or not it's a very good deal and we happen to come here because we were attacked by a kraken as you well know me personally i'm here for items of ill repute and i suppose magic as i know that your kind does not hold it in very high regard so let me get this straight you foresaw for your oaths as guards to the city to follow invisible assassins? Yes, well, walking around the city for years on end using the same path is a bit menial, I would think. Wasted effort and wasted time. Interesting. <clears throat> Give me a perception check. Sure. A five. Okay, um, you do think it's kind of strange that you just told this clan chief in this culture that appears to to really value honor that you just for, uh, forsook your oaths as guards this city to uh, follow these invisible assassins and nice. the only comment that you got from him was huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's about right why did you do it why did you do it? Well, we already threw out the plan when we first met them, so... He gives you, like, a, a, a little cheers with his uh, his mug, and then he walks off. And then... Uh, <laughs> what a pleasant guy. Later that night, uh, he's going to find uh, Oliver, and uh, <laughs> he says, Well met. Well met. How are you this fine night? I am well. There's plenty of drink and food and tells to fill the air. No thanks to you. What is that I'm at, I'm at that as a compliment, by the way. <laughs> oh, I like, sometimes like thank you for providing for us is what I was trying to say. Oh, I sometimes don't get outsayers' meanings. It's, so, it's fine. How did you come to be here? Well, my father did not really fancy me, me being a bastard and all, so I took an oath and tried to redeem myself. What sort of oath would this be? It was an oath of help and a cry. For I am a hellsworn. Hellsworn. So you would make deals with demons? Yes. In order to prove myself. I don't know if that takes an incredible amount of courage or an incredible amount of insanity. A little of both. So, how did you come to travel with these people? I was hired, and I have been following them ever since. For they provide me with the task of helping people. Helping people? I've heard you've been working with invisible assassins. I don't, I don't know what that's about, but alright. I'm gonna need you to give me a deception check. I actually don't know what that's about. <laughs> I don't remember the invisible assassin's part. Okay, that's fair. Um, and then, let's see. I, I tell him to come have a drink with me. Alright, so he is going to uh, give you a little cheers on your cup and just, like, swig his drink. Alright, I guess I'll do the same. Alright, give me a constitution check. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Getting getting turned <laughs> alright uh con check here we go that is a six hell yeah alright let's so get let's do this 
Goner. So, so uh, you are actually going to like stumble a little bit and then trip backwards over the log you were sitting on. Give I love your ale. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an athletics check. All right. That is a 12. All right. So you eat shit. Really? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I say that as I fall. On my so, I'll uh, pull hairs on your chest. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, I love it. So Grom just like doubles over laughing with like his hands on his knees and then uh, reaches over uh, to you with his hand. And he offers his hand to help you up. I, I take his hand and I say, thank you. <laughs> He's like, yes, I know it's strong drink, and you're going to realize its name tomorrow morning. I like it. So later that night, uh, he's also going to uh, to corner uh, Alunidas. Hola, <laughs> He says, I do not understand your words. Sorry, it's Elvish. Hello, Chieftain. <laughs> Elvish. Well met. Alunidas nods companionably and watches Shane lie his way through the story of the Kraken. So he uh, looks at you and says, So, did it happen the way he said it happened? Did you really fight a Kraken? Yes, we did. He may have uh, dressed it up a little bit. But yes, we did fight a Kraken. Lost a few of our sailors on the way in, and it did some damage to our ship. It must have been a glorious battle. Oh, it was. Strength against strength. So, how is it that you come to travel with these men and women? (laughs) <laughs> I am a monk. We follow a very physical path, and I have been wandering the lands, looking for strength, following uh, those who fight, and fighting myself. These are a group of fighters, some very, very capable, so I've been following them. So you're like Kane and Kung Fu. That was a great show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I also play that weird Chinese checkers poker game. Chinese checkers poker game? I don't know what he's talking about. Does anyone else? <laughs> you don't watch enough old kung fu movies. I watch a lot of old kung fu movies, but I don't remember the weird chess chess and poker game. So by like show, he means like bard's tale. So what is this I hear about following invisible assassins? Invisible assassins? Well, I, uh... Hmm. They have been interacting with some cult of assassins. I don't know too much about it myself. Red-robed people, they like destruction. Cult, did you say? Mm Mm-hmm. So you are working with a cult? No. I'm just wandering the earth, fighting. I'm going to need a deception check. Yeah, I kind of figured that. Is ten. Oh man, a whole ten. Yeah, a lot. That's a good amount. That's a good amount. So, uh, Grom kind of like squints his eyes at you, and uh, you can kind of tell that uh, he picked up uh, that you might not be telling the whole truth about that. Mm. And uh, he says, "Hi, hi, hi. Well, have a good night. Have have as much food and drink as." as you want and then you could tell that he's getting like kind of tipsy himself and then he like holds up <laughs> his like cup to cheers you and Lunadas uh, holds up one of the little veggie stalks that he's been eating on all night just like a celery. little bit of, uh, bit of celery he's yeah. like I'm so hungry <laughs> yeah, Lunadas is getting turned the night's dragging on you know it's starting some of the, uh, the half works are starting to turn in and uh I guess at this point, Shane's winding down. Grom uh, comes up to you and, you know, starts congratulating you and thanking you for all the uh, the tells that you'd spun that night. And he lays a big meaty hand on your shoulder and does that thing where he's kind of like gripping your shoulder like a little too tight, like a, some asshole with an, you know, overly aggressive handshake. <laughs> Thanks, and I appreciate it. I've made a most memorable night tonight. We'll discuss trade tomorrow. Got it. Uh, where would our sleeping quarters be? Um, he says, take a look around. Do you have any traveling equipment? If not, we can find a tent or yurt for you to, to climb into. Yeah, if you have a tent that we could use, that'd be perfect. 
you see him um, motion for uh, another half orc, and he comes over and he whispers uh, something to you, and he says he'll he'll find you a place to turn in for the night. And uh, you know, after a few minutes, that uh, that half orc and a couple of others have you know constructed you know uh, you know a real makeshift um, shelter for you. Yeah, I, I think I'm good. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna sleep in it. Good night, everybody. Do his open <laughs> meditation thingy. I stumble onto it. <laughs> <laughs> so is uh, everybody turning in for the night? Yeah, it's like it. And I think that's probably a good place to end the episode. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. A lot of people say this, but we really do want to hear from you. Are we shinier than a platinum piece? Or stankier than a cobalt's loincloth? Let us know what you liked and didn't like. Everything helps this make a better podcast for you. Got an idea for monsters, items, and commercials? Let us know about it. You might hear it in the show. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. We also have a website where you can learn more about the characters, lore, and maps of this world. You'll also find articles about Dungeons and Dragons and a whole lot more. Just search Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. Do you think the government of Luskane is spying on you and you don't have a social media account? Then email us at dungeondebacle at gmail.com. You can also check out the theme song and all the commercials you heard on the podcast on our YouTube account. Just search Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. New episodes come out every Sunday, so check your podcast app. And now a word from this week's sponsor. I'm Matt Cedric of Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventures Emporium. Is your cleric a creep? Is your druid a drag? Try our healing potions. They put pep in your step and get you back in the fight. A healing potion will never try to convert you to a god or get into a moral debate with you. Just drink it and feel better about the decisions that led you to your current situation. Try our new flavors exclusive to Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventures Emporium. Berry Blitz, Melon Melee, and Arctic Gel. Side effects may include delusions of grandeur, increased risk of infection, drowsiness, impotence, red ache, and bloody stool. Ask your cleric if healing potions are right for you. My prices are so low, I'm practically giving this stuff away. How do I do it? Don't worry about it. Come on in to Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventures Emporium. We have convenient locations in a city near you. Just talk to the town guard for directions. Matt Cedric's Discount Goods and Adventures Emporium, where the only thing matter than me is the savings. Matt Cedric's got the deals. The music you heard on this episode was Crowd Hammer and Lord of the Land by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. You can find that at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.